So guys, welcome back to another episode of the Ike MMA podcast or the Ike MMA show. And I'm joined in the studio today uh, by mixed martial arts um, athlete Chanel Dyer. How are you feeling? How are you? I'm feeling great. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, so um, I I saw in your in your not stories your Instagram that uh, that you've recently been selected selected to represent England at the upcoming um, is it Four Nations Championships yeah. in July. Now, yeah. That's uh, congratulations. That that's oh, uh, really really good. No, that's a big big achievement. Uh, but um, as with all the people I interview, I like to start the conversation almost you know, always. How, as in your background, um, how did you get into combat sports as a whole? As in, where did, did your interest start? Um, I started combat sports about 10 years now. Uh, I started with Muay Thai. I just started MMA about like three and a half years. But I started um, Muay Thai initially. Um, my whole family is sporty. So mm-hmm. from that young age, my parents used to get me, get me and my siblings into sports. I've basically done everything. I've done like football swimming, long distance running, short distance running, street dance, even ballet. Um, but nothing really stuck 100% other than football and martial arts when I started martial arts when I was nine years old. Um, I just fell in love with it in- instantly. I loved the challenge. Yeah. I loved the people that I met. I, um, I loved the traveling as well with my friends. Um, I loved the training. So that's what stuck with me um, when I was nine years old and I started sport. And I think my parents got me into it because they did, it's the area that we kind of grew up with. We see that stuff happening left, right and centre. So they kind of wanted to give us a positive outlet, positive distraction to, so what we can put all our energy into after school. We're not going to be hanging around the streets doing stuff. We will be going to the sport, dedicate most of our time and effort into the sport so we don't get deluded and, um, mm. and, um, uh, get into those type of stuff so I think that was really positive and give us a sense of positive role models so yeah. from a young age I'm surrounded with world champions people that I came from came from the exact place of me and they're making a lot of money positive role models so they wanted me to be surrounded by people like that um, and I'm glad that that happened because it got me to where I am uh, today. No that that's good so there's something positive to focus your mind on and you know, I, I get completely what you're saying that they wouldn't want you to be just hanging around idlessly, yeah. aimlessly, and uh, unfortunately, probably getting into trouble with the law. That that I fully, I uh, fully understand that, and that's that is really good. That's awesome. Um, but getting into the um, sports itself, um, because you can see it is um, it's it is a brutal sport. There's no question about it. And as you, because you're still very young. As you progress through your career, um, you're, you're an amateur fighter now, but of course, few years down you, I'm sure you are going to turn pro. Yeah. Um, were there any concerns for your health? Because you can see in the cage that it's really, really, it can be a really brutal sport, but that's part of the sport. But I mean, yeah. was there any concerns from family for things such as your health, injuries to your, to your body, especially areas such as your head? Yeah, um, from the, from like, from young, I used to get like injuries. Not, not I'm lucky because I haven't got any like bad major injuries, um, that I could tell you about, um, God forbid, touch wood. Uh, but from like younger, I used to just come back from training fights with like sprained ankles, twisted ankles, like bruises and stuff mm. like that. Um, and that's kind of got the norm. Arms. That's why I don't think my mom uh, wants my little sister to do it as well because she had to deal with all the little bumps and niggles. Um, for when I was younger, 
Um, but lucky for me, I haven't got any major injuries, um, especially with like Muay Thai. But I think my dad and parents were kind of skeptical of me starting MMA initially because they didn't really see it. they didn't really see it as an art as that like Muay Thai and stuff. They just thought, oh, cage fighting. They're just going to like rip people's head off and just brutality. And I think when they kind of saw me fight um, the f- and train and do the sport first, they kind of, okay, they're kind of getting what it is. And it's not just about just biting someone's head off. There's actually um, an art to it, which is um, really special, which I want to emulate as well. Um, but yeah, there's risk coming to sport and I take that head on. Um, so... Everything I do, I try to minimise the risk. I try to stretch as much. Uh, shout out to my my recovery QR unit. They they keep me on tip form every week with massages. If I have a little bit of a bruise, they'll try to get that done. So I really try to take care of my health um, outside the ring and outside of training as much as I can. So I try to lower the possibility of me getting major major injuries as well. So. Earlier you said that um, you come from a very sporty and athletic background. Your whole family is involved in sports in one way or the other. So you said you mentioned that you you did have as an, almost have a hand at different sort of sports. As you mentioned yeah. ballet, kickboxing, jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Um, but for mixed martial arts, was it the fact that maybe even when you're training or even when you're in the cage competing, was it like, this feels um, very therapeutic. Uh, this feels like I can show and I can kind of show show off all the abilities and all these sorts of you know um, all the offenses, all, all all the things I know, all the the, uh, the talents that I have in combat sports. I yeah. can bring them together and show them off. Yeah, I think, and um, that's what kind of drew me into MMA um, initially because um, the one thing I really love about MMA is it gives you like the the freedom to like express the stuff inside the case. Like if you see my last fight, like I was smiling, having fun. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's no like, there's no limit to people be like, oh, you can't do that, you can't do that. But there is an MMA, but it gives you such free reign to show your personality and and who you are in the ring as well. Because what I don't really like about football and stuff, um, I play football all over um, when I was in secondary school, high school. Uh, that if if your teammate doesn't want to do something, it lets down the whole team. So you're relying on other yeah, people, yeah. Um, and then you're kind of limited. If uh, if five people don't want to don't want to run, then your then your team is not going to lose. And then I don't really like that. Um, so I think MMA is that sport for me because it gave me such free reign to kind of do what I want. And there's so much com- compartments to it. Yes, you never yeah. get bored training MMA if you don't want to do striking one day you can do jiu-jitsu if you don't want to do jiu-jitsu you can do wrestling there's yeah, so much yeah. ways that the fight can end and so much ways so much stuff you can do in the fight um which is amazing and yeah so I think that's really the sport for me you're uh, sorry just uh running off what you said you're absolutely right there's always yeah. as in there's always there's nothing as in uh what, what, what I meant to say is mixed martial arts, there's always um, something you can work on, there's always one area that you can train, uh, because it's made up of so many parts, the jiu-jitsu, the judo, kickboxing, stand-up, ground game, you're striking, and your last fight with, her name was Kelly Stadden? Yeah. At Cage Warriors. Um, just watching how you're performing in the cage, that you look like these sorts of fights that you always put pressure on your opponent, you always want to grab yeah. you go in there and pick them apart. 
Yeah, I think um, uh, from from I'm from a tight background, so I kind of start off slowly. Uh, I I kind of the first round will always kind of be close. I'm trying to gauge my distance and stuff like that, work out what they are. But when I gauge my distance and and my game plan sets, then I start applying the pressure and try to break them down mentally and physically and go forward, forward, forward. Um, but I think my last fight, where I did really well, because usually I'm the most aggressive fighter. Um, and I was working this with, with my boxer coach a few weeks prior that, that is, it's amazing to go forward, but it, there's no harm in going backwards a couple of times. And I rewatched that fight and a couple of times I did take a step backwards when she was trying to lunge and shoot at me. So I was going like forward, forward, backwards, forward, forward, backwards. And that's how I um, ended the fight. Like if you see the last five second sequence, um, I was waiting. I was, I went forward, forward, backwards because she threw forward, forward, backwards. Then I went forward and, and I ended the fight. So yeah, I'm always going to be an aggressive fire. I love standing. If I could stand and bang for like 25 minutes, <laughs> I would. But, um, and that's how I used to fight when I was younger, but you can't, you can't really do that. As you said before about the injuries and stuff and people at a high level, people could take you down easier, especially in MMA. You're, you're burnout. People will pick you apart easier. So I try to, um, have a balance, control aggression is what I'm for. So you're going to be competing in the uh, the Four Nation Championships in July. Is that what they also called as in the acronym? Is it EMAFs or IMAFs? IMAFs. Um, so for that, I mean, that's going to be happening in July. July, we're now just about to cross the middle of May, but that's not too far away. Um, I'm assuming you've started preparing already, your fight camp, diets, uh, training, just general overall um preparing how's that going yeah um, uh, um i'm kind of getting back into training um i fought two weeks ago now so i've been taking kind of a break that i'm the the four nations is about eight weeks now so that gives me a solid time to get fit and ready i'm always i'm i'm already fit because i like staying fit throughout the whole year so just trying to get everything back on par now i take took a significant time off of training um i went on holiday for weeks so i wasn't training nothing for a whole week but that, um, the, the championships is eight weeks away. Lucky for this one, I don't have to cut weight because, um, for, for the IMF, um, um, events, you have to weigh in every single day and it's a tournament over three days and you have to weigh in every single morning, same day weigh in. So I, you can't really cut weight for those championships, maybe about two kg. So I'm going to be fighting kind of, and everyone's, everyone's in the same boat. So everyone's kind of fighting at weight class up. And um, so I don't have to really wait for this fight, but I'm just trying to get the technique and everything on par and leveling up because I'm going to be fighting people internationally and people yeah, I don't know. True. I don't know who I'm fighting until the day. So I'm, everything has to be on par. So if I need to do use my jiu-jitsu, I can use it. My wrestling, mm. my cage control, my striking has to be on point. So yeah, trying to get back into my fight camp, um, preparing for that as well. So it's one of those competitions whereby you, that you have no idea who you're going to be facing on the day of the of the fights. Yeah, I think because um, this is the English, this is the first time we've ever done this type of event, the kind mm. of the four nations. But they're trying to do like the IMF style events because there's the, the IMF Europeans in September. I'm trying to go to and the IMF World Championships sometime later on this year. So I think this would be a great starting point for me to to familiarise myself 
in the um the tournament aspects because I've done a lot of tournaments in Muay Thai, but I haven't done no tournaments in MMA with shin pads and fighting every day across three days and not knowing who I'm fighting an England team in in my corner stuff like that. So I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm getting the rounds in and the fights in as well. I can get three mm-hmm. fights over a whole weekend, which is amazing, especially in amateur. I was going to say, um, you don't know who you can be fighting, but that can be quite... Mm, well, I'm not an athlete. I'm not yourself. I'm not yeah. going to be in the cage. But that can be a bit of a pain because you can't study your challenge. You can't study who your yeah. test is going to be. So you don't know what to expect. You don't know what their strengths are. You don't know what their yeah. weaknesses are. Yeah, but for, for me, I, I think that kind of plays in my favour because most people who start MMA, they 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 kind of have a background in other sports. For me, I have that in, intense background in Muay Thai, so I've had more than a hundred fights, and most of these fights came from from tournaments exactly like these. So I've been going into tournaments not knowing who I'm fighting until like until I get into the ring with them, and then I kind of had to suss them out in the first round. That's why um, I'm. I said before, I, I'm kind of a slow fighter because I, I suss out my opponent always in the first round. I'm not the type of person to go out. Mm. Um, if you put out a post of who I'm fighting, I go out YouTube, their Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> and go research yeah. watch all their fights. I never do that. Mm. I, I maybe flip through their Insta or through their last last fight a bit and be like, okay, so the judo cast is a kickboxer, so the wrestler, and that's it. Um, I, and I focus on myself because there's nothing that I can do to, to change what they're doing. I just have to focus on my on my strength and my weakness and my weaknesses and um, go out and suss them out in the first round and play to my game. Most of my fights I'm playing to my game anyways. Um, by the time we get to the second or even the third round, they're playing to my game and I'm always in control by the later rounds. So that's what I'm going to have to do. And everyone's in the same boat in, in these fights. So that's how the fights are going to play out in the tournament. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And it, it gives an element of surprise as well. It, mm, it gives yeah, you that, yeah. that kind of, that kind of nervous, like, oh, who are you going to get? What are they going to do? Which I'm excited for as well. Oh, that's, uh, that's really good. That element of surprise. I mean, I think I'm going to push a little bit on this. You, you would never, because for me, it's like going walking to an example for this, for in your case, as the athlete is formal, brutal. I mean, you wouldn't even put your mind at ease somewhat just knowing, just having a little, just a little taste of seeing what yeah. you're going to be coming up against at all. No, um, I don't know. I don't know 100% if they're going to release the matches, but um, you, you can kind of get a sense of who you're fighting when they release that, the team's. Um, but you don't know who you're going to get matched up with. You might not fight them because it's going to be a tournament of like eight fighters in your cat. So you might not be against like the other, what, f- um, four or five fighters. So you never know. Now competing in the IMF, that's a, a big, big deal. Um, but going past that, when you become a pro um, athlete, a pro uh, mixed martial arts fighter, do you see yourself kind of working up the ranks and well yeah the ranks and probably signing to fight in any of the big names um there's there's the most obvious one the ufc bellator one championship pfl do you see yourself going into any of those uh, big promotions yeah 100 percent. i see myself going into um ufc in in the next couple years uh when i turn pro though i want to go i want to sign straight to cage rules 
I don't really want to be fighting on like shows like down the roads and stuff like that for like okay. 100, 200 pounds. Um, that's kind of pointless for me and I haven't been training all these years for be fighting on shows like that when I turn pro. That's why I'm kind of trying to build my name up now, get the experience, get the, um, get the, get the, get the name value and win all these fights, win all these tournaments and people kind of know who I am before I turn pro. Um, and they'd be like, okay, I know who you are. Um, and I get signed to cage rules like shit off the bat and build my name off of cage rules. Cause right now they have no females in their roster. Um, I know my name's on their radar already, but it's just about, um, timing at the moment. And I'm a huge advocate of not, um, rushing anything and, um, taking my time as long as I'm not wasting time. Um, and getting these fights in. So by the time I go there, it'll be quick. I'll be, um, I'll be an amazing fighter and I'll just be fighting and beating all these girls they put in front of me and hopefully get the Kings Rose, um title belt and go to UFC from there. Uh, I just lost my train of thought there. Uh, do, 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 do. Going into the, well, the UFC, I mean, yeah, I was going to say um, that's good. You have big aspirations, which that's nothing there's nothing wrong with that that's really really good which means you have you've set high goals and high standards for yourself um but looking at you know i'm sure you, you do follow you must have heard about the um the issue that fighters do have to pay their salary especially in, in an organization such as the ufc yeah. whereas other organizations particularly bellator they do pay them well but they are not as famous i mean you talk about talks about building yeah. a brand so i mean for me, the way I see it, and if anyone else is listening to this, when they listen, when they watch this, correct me, please. I'm happy to take the criticism. Um, if you're going to the UFC, um, you can sacrifice salary for fame. If you're going to Bellator, yeah. you can sacrifice fame for a, a good standard of living in terms yeah. of uh, salary. Yeah, well, um, the way I look at it is just that fighting, you're not going to be fighting forever, um, yeah. 100%. You're going you're gonna to retire. It's, it's, it's a short-lived game. So people could say, yeah, make your money and cut, then what are you going to do after fighting? If, if you fight on Bellator, like, no disrespect for Bellator, Bellator's amazing, and I'd, I'd love to fight there, maybe, but, um, you make your money and cut, and then, then, then what? But at least UFC, UFC is so lucrative, like, the stars that come out of UFC. So if I go UFC, maybe, in, initially, Bellator probably pays more, but like, if you get high up, um, UFC probably pays, um, more than Bellator, and if you get your name value, you'll get so much sponsorships, you'll get so much opportunities, you, you can branch out to so many mm. different avenues um, if you play your cards right, and that's what I'm um, trying to do. The second I do go to UFC, I'm going to start investing, I'm going to start trying to look into like, different avenues um, related to fighting and outside fighting, because um, if I do have the name value, people will be more uh, attracted to me, and they will try to give me more opportunities that I can do more um after fighting and so if so it's more and UFC is more commercialized if you go down the road and be like yeah. oh you fight in UFC people be like oh UFC well or only like kind of hardcore fans or MMA fans would know but if you say like if I say I do MMA people would not really know what that is but if I say I do UFC <laughs> yeah, everyone will know everyone will know what that no, is so I know exactly what it's, you it's mean kind yeah. of, it's kind of a hit and miss and I'm still young I still have ages in this game so maybe in a few years stuff will be um, a bit different I know a lot of fighters now are trying to advocate for 
changed and people are speaking out more. So yeah, we'll try to see what happens. Um, I'm not um, on a one-track mind, so I might just start off in UFC, and if I don't really like it, I won't. I'm not hard-headed. Um, I might go to PFL. I know they're doing um, they're they're paying the fighters a lot of things, or even Bellator. We'll just see at the end of the day. Um, I've only spoken to you for approximately, let's say, 20 minutes, and a little over. But you seem to be the sort of person that, if you did go to the UFC, mm, you could be a good trash talker to hype up your fight. <laughs> I, I can, I can. If I wanted, if I wanted to, I can. Just ask, any, ask anyone in the gym, ask any of my friends, I can. I can be the biggest troller. I am the biggest troller if I wanted or needed to be. Right. I, I get I get that sense about you that you can actually hype up the fun, really entertain the yeah. entertain the audience at the press conference and so on. But uh, no, I, go, go I, ahead. I try to be an entertainer, um, entertaining fighter as well, because uh, I've been in the crowd and I've watched boring fights and I've watched boring fights that won the past weekend, mm-hmm. um, Rose's fight. So I've been I've been there. I've watched those fights, and I'd hate to to be one of those fighters to just cruise your way into a win. Like if if you're not watching me and having fun, then I'm not having fun in the yeah. fight as well. I always like to put on a show. I like I like to have fun in the fights. If I'm having fun in fights, and the crowd's having fun, you know we're all having fun and we're making money. Yeah, excuse me, just clean my throat. Yeah. Look, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, this interview would have been longer if my equipment had been <laughs> up to the task a lot sooner. But look, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, you did tell me that you've got to uh, leave for training soon. Yeah. So I will um, let you go. Guys, thank you for watching. Um, if you did enjoy the episode, please don't forget to leave a like. Please don't forget to, to subscribe. Um, we will leave all of Chanel's, um, all of her links and social media in the description description section below if you're watching on youtube and before i do let you go is there anyone you'd like to give a shout out to family or sponsors or close family or friends uh i want to give a huge 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 shout out um to my boxer coach barry it's his birthday today he's 30 he's not old he's young happy um, birthday uh, happy birthday buzzer um love you to pieces uh shout out to my team team underground steven all my Training partners out there, Chloe, Attila, David, Ben, Kenny, shout out to my family at Nosy, um, all my teammates that's been helping me. Shout out to my sponsors, Sweeney Dodds Fight Gear, uh, Fumetsu, QR Unit, um, the Maglav as well, Leapfrog, um, and Notorious, and provide security and MMA's life. Um, thank you for all my supporters as well. Um, it really means the world to me. Thank you. Thank you once again for coming on. Um, so uh, I don't think there's anything else I've got left to ask you now. Uh, uh, take care.